This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is religion and dating. That's right. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, how online dating is desegregating America, and how to actually follow the dating advice you get. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who is dating a guy who wants to wait until marriage to have sex, and another listener whose ex wanted to wait until marriage to say, I love you. I can't wait to hear that question, Angela. <laughs> yeah. uh, but first, what is going on in your week? It's just you and I. Yeah. Hi. Hello, my Hello. friend. I always get excited when we're recording because we get to catch up. We're, we do. We kind of like save a lot of the catch up until we see each other for the podcast. We don't call it. We'll text, but we don't right. like call each other and talk for an hour because we, we save it for the pod. I don't know why. Yeah, we want to keep it organic. We have a weird friendship <laughs> where it's everything is on air. Um, but... Yeah, so I have my story this week is about a friend that I have that <laughs> she's been really stressed lately. Um, so our recommendation to her was we were like, listen, you need to get a satisfier. <laughs> I As love in. you and I love this suggestion. Okay, so satisfier for those that who don't know uh, is like a vibrator that has – it's kind of like – I like a like a suction yeah. fan situation, like a really tiny thing that goes right on top of the clit. Yes, on your button. On your button. Uh, also, it's, uh, if Angela's mom's listening, this is the part where you speed up. This is absolutely the part where you speed up. My mom doesn't listen. Angela's mom does. Uh, and Angela and I, they sent it to us. We tried it out, and we said changed my, our lives. We we're like our lives. If we, I can't believe what our lives would have been like if we had died not experiencing such pleasure. Yeah. Uh, it really has been a game changer for me. And I, I basically for for anything that's wrong in your life, satisfier. The satisfier satisfier and therapy are my two <laughs> answers for everything that's wrong. I, I've been focusing a lot on a lot of wellness <laughs> lately too. I would do vibrators fit under the wellness umbrella. I think so. I'm gonna go it's ahead self-care. and go on a limb and say that they do. Put but yeah, put on a mask. I've been doing a lot of Use like your vibrator. yoga, acupuncture eating all like the green foods. And I would say like to top that off would be like a vi- a vibrator. Yeah. Mind, body, spirit. I think that that's I think spirit. that's a great <laughs> suggestion for your friend. But yeah, yeah, the satisfier, it's just like an orgasm that I didn't know could like feel that way. I just want to say that we are not paid by them. We're not paid. We're just really big They don't fans. pay us any money. All they do is sometimes send us some of their new products. Right. But then I'm like, I already have one. I don't need any more. I know. And that, But so what happens is we do get a lot of sex toys sent to us, not just by Satisfyer, but Cal Exotics is a big one that so sends us a lot of stuff. Cal Exotics is another company that we really love. And they recently just sent me a box. I didn't know they were sending it. I think Satisfier, like at least sends me an email and is like, hey, Laura, we're sending you some our new products. I'm like, cool, great. I don't know where I'm going to put them. Cal Exotics didn't even email me. They just sent me this <laughs> giant box and I open it and there's like bondage rope. <laughs> right. Kind of a menacing package, actually, it's if you don't know where it's coming from. Giant box full of sex toys. I put it on my Instagram for those that follow me. And then they sent, what do you call these? These like origami squares? Yeah, those things that we all made in middle school where you it, play games. And so it says like sexy, kinky, erotic. And then you 
anyways, they wanted us to play a game and they hand wrote this game for us, which was so sweet of them. So Angela and I played it before the podcast and, uh, and you know, it's a thing. And then you pick a number and then you open up that number. And, uh, the, the one Angela got was, uh, text a picture of a sex toy to your crush with, and don't say anything. And but, so I looked, did you send that to Ian already? I didn't get to actually. You know what? I was going to because I would have just sent him a picture of what we got anyway, but I realized he's with my mom right now. Oh, don't do that. So maybe not. Or do. I don't know. Uh, uh, another one is use a toy in public without getting caught. I, I'm wow. Like, I'm, I'm like open to voyeurism a little bit in the sense that like I like doing like I would have like sex on the beach at night where right. I don't actually ever, ever, ever want to get caught. Right. But like the thrill though, maybe the thrill of it. Maybe. But like I have zero desire like to to use a sex toy in public by myself that I don't want to be that like it just reminds me of being like a creepy dude on the subway. Yeah. It's like, I have truly like not I would never well, like that is for me in my bed in private or with my partner like I'm not and one of the things Cal Exotics sent us that I did decide to keep the rest I'm going to use for a game for your bachelorette party yeah, I'm going to wait I'm going to give them all as prizes but one was it's like a lipstick that's yes, a vibrator it is discreet that is good if you're going to do it in public I mean it's so cute I don't plan to use it in public but I just think it's so cute and and uh and and I like that I can just like have that by my bedside table and like no and nobody would know, you know, yeah. like if someone's like cleaning, you know, right, right. My cleaning, if Rilo goes through your stuff. Oh, okay, if Rilo goes through my stuff, if our cleaning lady's like, I'm like, I don't have like a vibrate. It's just a lipstick, right? No problem. Yeah. Um. But so my my friend that I sh- I have all these sex toys. So I was like, I'm just gonna give her a bunch of them. Yes. So I was like, here, enjoy, relax. Spend a night at home with your toys. You are a good friend. Right? Well, I have so many. You know, a girl only needs so many sex toys. What'd she say? So she was like, thanks. Um, And all my friends in in our group chat knew that she had them. So we were like, every day we were like, did you use it? Did you use it? And she would be like, no, I'm really busy. Oh, I have like this going on. And we're like, how? What? Like pencil it in. Like this doesn't take that much time. What is going on? So then we basically found out that she was putting it off because she thought that it had to. It was a vibrator, but she thought it like was one that goes like inside you, like no. in the pussle. And I was like, you know what? I think this is like something that a lot of women don't realize that there are sex toys that you do not have to insert inside yourself. That's so true. And sometimes it's really confusing, like dildo, vibrator, like what's the difference? Is right. a dildo that vibrates a vibrator or a dildo? I can't answer the question, but some go inside and right. some don't. Some do both. Like but the, pretty we, much anything that vibrates, you can put on your button. Absolutely. Like Cal Exotics sent us that, the, fa- the famous rabbit. Yes. And that's the one yeah. that goes inside, but then it also has like these like two little rabbit ears that, that go on the outside. So that's yeah. one that does both. But the vi- I love the satisfier because, yeah, it's, it's not like as like messy, I guess you would say, because it doesn't have to yeah, go inside. I, guess, I don't know why. Like I guess, I it's mean, just, I'm sure some girls like that. Like for me, I'm also not that into that. I, I like a little It doesn't both. really do it for me, no. but- but I mean, I'm also kind of like, they're overwhelming. They're big, you know, they're a little scary sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so maybe that's also part of the fear that some ladies have. But, you know, I have a ton of them now. So maybe one day I'll try the I inside really, one. I but, don't use the inside ones as much at all anymore now that we have the satisfier. I just like, just the satisfier. It's the quickest orgasm yeah. also. I know sometimes people don't like quick ones. You could put it on a little setting. But then you setting. can do another one. <laughs> oh, you, that's, you, have, you have time to do multiple. <laughs> 
It's so quick and it's amazing. Yeah. So anyways, sorry. But so she, no. So Finish she, the story. So then she was like, oh, I'm really dumb. <laughs> and then she realized how to use it. She used it. She was like, oh yeah, that was, that was good. Thank you for that. That was all she said? Uh, pretty much. You know she what? didn't she, say my life she was very for the better? She did not. She was like, it was okay. So I was like, I, maybe, I don't know what you, you're Maybe you're still using it wrong. I think that's she's a testament like a pretty that prolific I, masturbator too. She's been like just you know with her without toys with her hands. She's been masturbating <laughs> since childhood. She has stories of like getting caught in kindergarten, which is wild. So I don't know. Maybe when you've been doing it a long time, maybe I I didn't learn to till very late. No, me either. I also think this is more so a testament that. Every woman woman likes something different and everybody's body is different and there's no right toy for anybody. That is a good moral to that story. Try and see what works. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what's going on in your week? So I started taking trapeze again. I took a little break while, um, you know, I had to, to get my abs strong again after the baby. So I started taking trapeze again and I signed up for a different day and... I'm in class and all of a sudden twins walk up. And I'm still one of those people that I just I love twins. I think it's so cool seeing two people that look the exact <laughs> same. But normally it's like, oh, wait, do you guys look like, oh, okay, they're twins. Cool. These just caught my eye a little different. Female twins, by the way. Were they dressed the same? They were adult twins dressed the exact no. same. No, Angela, let me explain. <laughs> this is too much. Same <laughs> pants, same top. Same tag sticking out the left side of said top. Same sports bra. Same uh, uh, hairband around the right wrist. Same lower back cross tattoo. Same earrings. Same ponytail. It was straight up creepy. What's that scary show you watch? Oh, American Horror Story. Uh, the, the other one, like because uh, uh, there there were Siamese twins on. Okay, maybe that it's that one. I don't know. I don't watch scary or shows. Conjoined twins. Um, it, it was like out of like a like it was it was crazy. But I, yeah. I don't want to judge. I'm like, okay, they like maybe, maybe they live together. They just like really dressing. Maybe they sound like are they like influencers? I feel like I I've seen like twin influencers who are very into like being dressing the same and going out the same. So I. That's what I maybe hoped, but I was able to track down their Instagram through a friend of a friend. Nice. And it's private, not what? influencers. So hmm, maybe, but they were at trapeze class. Maybe they're like, like, I don't know, burlesque girls or something nope. like, no, they're not professional twins. They said they work in theater and I was like, oh, are you guys actors? And they're like, oh, uh, well, we do the lighting. Okay. But they are like kind of trying to be actors. Okay. So I was like, and so then I said, do you guys have the same back tattoo so you can play each other? And they like looked at me like very confused. Like as if that was, it's a fair, it's as, a fair question. As if that was like a crazy question. And they're like, oh no, that's just because we're weird. So my <laughs> friend of a, why, why am I talking about this story on a dating show? Well, I would like to know other theories that you have first of why you think this was happening. Well, the influencer thing, I would nope. I would have guessed that they were like some kind of performers nope. and some kind of like underground burlesque vaudeville thing. Um what else? I like the idea of one being a stunt double for the other one. Nope. Um All of your theories I have checked and they have they have not proven true. I mean, I don't know. Why else? I don't think that they're doing like tw- twin porn. They don't sound like... That I don't know, but I don't think so. But what the friend of a friend did tell me, because as it turns out, I was like, I posted 
like on Instagram, I was like, look at these twins. And I hope that wasn't like mean, but you couldn't see their face. Look I wasn't twins. like, I wasn't, I was just, I'm like, I'm like, I love them. I'm in awe of them. I'm not making, I'm not trying to make fun of them. Right. It's like seeing a unicorn. It's, it's just like a, it was like a unicorn a situation because thing. the tag is what really got me. Like they had the tag stick sticking out the same way. I found out that they date the same guy. When they date a guy, oh. they date the same guy. And oh, that is no. what brings me to t- why I'm talking about this on a dating podcast. And I'm just so curious to get your thoughts on this. I just like emotionally felt, you know, have you ever seen the gif of like Homer Simpson backing into a plant? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's like emotionally how I feel. I'm like, I don't want any part of this. I'm I, running away from this. I don't know the details. All I know is that these adult, these adult female twins who dress the exact same down to the hair tie around their wrists, down to tags sticking out, down to their their back tattoo. They date the same guy when they date a guy. What a dream for that guy. That's what I was... I mean, but that's also us playing into like like gender normative stereotypes yes. of like, oh, all guys want to like fuck two girls and like, and like imagine like fucking twins that look the same. Yeah, that's like very much a narrative that like has been created by porn producers. Totally. And like, like shitty male frat culture yeah um but but for a certain type of guy yeah that's his goddamn dream not every guy but Uh, what are your guys out there that yeah i mean is that i would love to know if that's like i don't think it's a common thing but i would love to know if it's a thing like is is that a thing in with some twins in the twin world i've only mostly known like male twins i guess actually no i do know and they're i do know a set of female twins my my friend the work is twins that were on summer house you know yeah and they very much had like i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm not a therapist i would i would call it like a healthy identity like their own identity in a very healthy supportive way where they obviously had an have a have not had have a, a very extremely close bond with each other because they're twins they you know they shared a fetus they share yeah they share or not shared a fetus shared a uterus, <laughs> or, or, yeah, uter- shared a uterus. A uterus yeah <laughs> they were fetuses <laughs> yes um but they they don't dress the same they yeah. they do a lot of things together but i would call that a healthy twin yes. re- twin relationship if i'm judging what a healthy twin relationship should be i'm not one to judge but sure. but but uh well i'm yeah. also an only child so this is really beyond my comprehension you have a sibling like well look at like our friends um like dave and jeff male yeah. twins we know they're on our pop they're on our network on the network that we're on they have a show called twinovation mm-hmm. couldn't be more different yeah they date different women i can't they, imagine they would want to date the same no women. they they go for different types they're they're they love each other but they're very different so i guess why i find this so shocking is that the twins i've known in my life I would never ma- would, it would they would never do this. Yeah. Well, I, polyamory is a thing. It's it. <laughs> it feels a little open. It feels you a know, little we, like incestual. It does cuz yeah, do they hook up with each other when they're or like do they take turns? On that note, I would like to know the logistics. Yes. I'll, I'll let you know if I find out any details. Please do. Uh, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Talkspace. These days, everyone knows that your mental health is just as important as your physical health, but scheduling in-person therapy sessions can be inconvenient, not to mention expensive. Angela, it's crazy because 
you and I have talked for a long time about how helpful therapy has been in our lives, but it's really just recently that I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying, Hey, do you have a therapist that you can recommend? And you know, my therapist just recently like moved away. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ugh, not really. But I actually told my friend, I was like, you should just check out Talkspace. Yeah. Because they're so wonderful. Finding a therapist, you know, Dealing with all that like insurance stuff, if they even cover it, is like a whole hot mess. And this is and like scheduling is a nightmare always. A total nightmare. You also like, you know, therapists have boundaries. <laughs> you can't like <laughs> yes, text they do. you can't like text some stuff, but with Talkspace you can. It's just it's like it solves so many problems. And like the mm-hmm. biggest problem is just finding a therapist that works for you and dealing with all that like logistical crap. Yes. And because, you know, honestly, finding a therapist is a lot like dating. You kind of have to keep meeting people to find the right one because you want your personalities to click. So if things aren't working out, it's so much easier to ghost. You, <laughs> you know, this is the one time we we say you can ghost. Yeah. I mean, like, and by ghost, we mean like, you know, be a responsible person, like cancel that appointment. Right. But sometimes like in person, it's so much more awkward. You're just like, you're like, sure. See you next week. Oh my God. There's been so many times where I have had like in the past therapists that I was like, this is the last time I'm going to them. This is the last time I'm going to them. And like, I just like, they're not right for me. And then I'm like, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them. And then at the very end, they're like, okay, so, uh, 6 PM next week. I'm like, yep. Yep. We've it's all like been there. so <laughs> awkward. It's so awkward. And it is so similar to dating. Yeah. Um, so a little bit more about talk space. Some things are essential like food, water, shelter, and good mental health, guys. Traditional in-person therapy is only affordable and convenient for some, but Talkspace believes in therapy for all, and that's why Talkspace gives you immediate access to a licensed therapist at any time, wherever you are, and why a week of their unlimited messaging therapy costs less than a single traditional therapy session. Talkspace knows therapy isn't a one-size-fits-all situation, and it shouldn't be, and that's why they match you with one of their 5,000 plus licensed therapists based on your preferences. And unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace is entirely online from your phone or computer. Um, Here's how it works. You create an account and speak to a matching agent that will help identify your therapy needs. Then next, you choose a plan that suits your budget. Both messaging and video-based plans are available depending on the level of support you want. And then finally, Talkspace will pair you with the best suited therapist based on your needs, and you can start right away and message them anytime. It's so great. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, this is so, I'm so happy this exists. Join over 1 million people who already feel happier at Talkspace.com. You'll get 24-7 access from your phone or computer to a licensed therapist that fits your needs, and you'll pay only a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Don't forget to use promo code SINGLE for $100 off your first month. Download the app or go to Talkspace.com promo code SINGLE. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. Destiny is calling. It says you need a new website. Make it with Squarespace. Wouldn't that be like the worst like opening pickup line? Like Destiny is calling. It says you need a new website. But it's so true. I know. So I wish I could like actually tell people that. Like sometimes that- I see people, I'm like, or I look at people's websites, I'm like, you need Squarespace. You need a new website. It looks like this is from like 1992. That's not so much a, a pickup line. It's, True. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a negging. It's a little bit of a neg. But it starts as a pickup line, like destiny is calling. And you right. think that you're gonna someone's going to say something like, 
destiny's calling and we're meant to be and we're meant to be but then it's like it says you need a new website <laughs> so it goes from a pickup line to business advice yeah and really ultimately isn't that more valuable i think so um, so everybody can use a Squarespace website, whether it's that person you're trying to nag at a bar or you, a small business owner, a podcaster, um, a wellness coach, a sports team or person, just, just a sports, uh, an athlete. Angela doesn't a know personal sports. Trainer. Angela doesn't know sports. I read the word sports and my brain shut off. <laughs> um, if you're a sport person... Everybody. Um, So they make it very easy to build your own website. They give you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. So you can check out your website on your phone. It's going to look beautiful. They have built-in search engine optimization and 24-7 award-winning customer support. Angela and I love Squarespace. We've been using them since, I think, 2013, way before they were a sponsor of our podcast. We are genuine, like, consumers, users of Squarespace. We're Squarespace stands. Check out our Squarespace websites if you want to see what we've done with ours. There's this is why you're single show.com, lauralane.com, angelaspare.com, nick with no k loves laura.com, <laughs> feministfairytalesbook.com. We've created so many Squarespace websites cuz it's really fun to do. Check out squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news? So NBC News is reporting that online dating, which is now the most common way for couples to meet, is desegregating America, which is pretty cool. This is written by Ruben J. Thomas, who is an associate professor of sociology at the University of New Mexico. So what he wrote was basically that back in the day, you were typically set up by like friends or family. And if they're in your inner circle. They're probably, they probably look like you. They probably have the same culture as you. So they were introducing you to people with the same culture. And because of online dating now being a way for people to just like seek out their own partner outside of that, they're like going more outside of like who they are. Which, their, their pool. Outside of their pool. So it says like, uh, before it was like similar family backgrounds in terms of race, ethnicity, social class, and religion. But now people are a little more down to go outside that. So it says the rise and pairing off of total strangers is changing the kinds of couples that become families. And that is changing the makeup of the next generation that they raise. Most dramatically, online dating is acting as a desegregating force in the U.S. and creating families that blur social boundaries, which can lead to those boundaries becoming less meaningful over time, um, which is like exciting. This is a good thing. This is only a good thing. Um, it also obviously leads to some, uh, like we're doing our episode this week because it's uh, a question that we get a lot, like people navigating dating outside their religion. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think that like families can make things complicated, like two people meeting and like hitting it off. Like they can make it work, but then like they have families that don't want them to be together. Yeah, of course. And then they it, want to like make really their family th- happy. Totally. Family is, is very important to a lot of people. And if your family doesn't like who you're dating, it can really make things difficult. Right. So, you know, we all, we, you just got to like, 
hopefully like you have an open mind and you can like guide your family towards that. But if you're talking about desegregation, that would mean that the family, if the family has a problem with that, that would be a racism issue. And well, and like I have zero tolerance for that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should be putting values like that ahead of loyalty to your family anyway. Agreed. But um, so they said, according to Thomas's research, present day partners who first connected online are one more likely to be interracial and of different ethnicities than those who met in other ways. Uh, two, they are more likely to be from different religions. So 51% versus 38%, both in how they were raised and in which religion they practice as adults. And then three, uh, couples who met online are also more likely to have one college graduate and one non-graduate bridging the biggest educational and social class divide in America today. Um, they did say that like most people meeting online are are uh, like most people are still sticking to what they know, mm. but the percentages of people that go outside of that are higher online. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I think it's really cool. I especially like like bridging the class divide thing. Yes. I love that. I love bridging the class divide. And, and yeah, these trends are very fascinating because the way we date is very different than how, uh, you know, the generation before us dated. And and it's it's very cool to see that it the we hear a lot of negative things about online dating. We do, and it's really are, refreshing to get a positive a positive uh, article like yeah, this. Yeah, there there are positives. There really are. Yeah, this is definitely one of them. So it's it's cool. It could be like changing the way the country looks in a few years, which I am all for. Yes, I am all for that too. <laughs> Please, we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, what are you reading about? So I'm reading the New York Times. This is an article by Vanessa Marin called How to Actually Follow Through on the Relationship Advice You Get. Uh, we give relationship advice here. We give our, what we call our big sister BFF relationship advice. We're very clear. We're not We're not therapists. Um, but, but, you know, we've never really talked about how to apply it. I mean, hopefully we, we do talk about active ways you can mm -hmm. you can make changes but but what she says is you could read a dozen articles to improve your love life but if you don't use any of it why bother here's how to put that good advice to use so i thought this was really really if uh the headline got my attention yes it seems like something that could be useful to our listeners yes yeah, some of this stuff seemed fairly obvious but but then i was thinking about it and a lot of the relationship advice that i read or or that i that have made an impact in my life. It's stuff that seems so goddamn obvious. And, mm -hmm. and then you just have to hear somebody else say it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. Okay, so number one, view your relationship like a project. She says, I'm consistently shocked by how many clients think it's normal for relationships to become boring or strained. You just can't keep the spark alive for that long, one partner will say, while the other nods somberly. But the host of a podcast called, quote, Rise Together or not quote, but just it's called Rise Together. Uh, it's all about helping couples have exceptional relationships. They told the author, all of the good stuff in life, success, health, knowledge, and a strong family all requires that you put in the time and effort. And that is such a good reminder to people that these things don't come naturally. You know, if you, you can't just like, you know, your health, you have to constantly put in effort. You have to exercise. You have to consciously make healthy choices when you're choosing your food. Uh, for knowledge, you have to constantly be reading, you know, finding out what's happening in the news, finding out, you know, what good books are out there now. And same with your relationship. Things don't just happen. You have to put in the effort. 
Number two, identify your values. In a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, Mark Manson notes that the first step toward any sort of self-improvement is identifying your own values. So he says, we think the most important foundation for a couple is establishing your relationship values. Essentially deciding which things matter the most allows you to put in time and effort into those things. So he suggests that you have a conversation with your partner and ask the following questions. What do you think defines a great relationship? Number one, what qualities in a relationship are most important to you? Number two, and what would you like more of in our relationship? And I love those questions. I I feel like I'm going to sit down and ask those with Nick. Yeah, this is, and I guess, yeah, this can even be if you've been in a relationship for a long time. Absolutely, because your priorities change. What Mm -hmm. you think defines a great relationship can change. What qualities you appreciate can change. Are you kidding me? Like from when I was in my like young 20s, now now in my relationship, we have a kid. Those priorities might change drastically. Yeah, it's good to do a check-in. Absolutely. Get curious about your partner is another thing they recommend. So uh, the author writes, the reason I know my husband loves cuddling so much is because I asked him, what are the top three ways that you like to be shown love? Oh. So it's good to get curious about people. You think you know them, but kind of like you said, it's good to do a check-in. People are constantly changing what they once liked. They might not like anymore. Uh, so just always be curious. Don't ever get complacent and think you know your partner. Yeah, and I- that's a good reminder to me is in December, we approached all have known Nick for 10 years. Holy crap. It's a decade. And we pretty much started dating from the moment we met. So we're approaching a decade. I think I'm going to need to do like a big episode like for our anniversary maybe. That would be good, right? The 10 Laura, years. The Laura and Nick 10-year special. It's kind of crazy. Maybe we'll have Nick on. Let's see. Our We met on like the 17th. Yeah. So we're doing like a episode on. Yeah. Maybe we'll do. We'll have Nick on for like yeah. the day. De- dating for a decade or something. Ooh, dating for a decade. Yeah, he'd give like long-term dating advice. Yeah. But I I also like this because asking like what are the top ways that you like to be shown love? Like somebody might not even know the answer to that question right away and need some time to think about it because it's not really something we ask ourselves a lot. Totally. So it's like fun, fun to think about. I agree. They also say pick a starting place. It can feel, you know, if you want to overhaul your relationship, if it's just gotten so bad, you want to just fix everything in one fell swoop. swoop. They say just try to pick one specific starting place for improvements. Uh, It may sound cheesy. This is what some people they interviewed said. It may sound cheesy, but we are best friends first and laughing together is what made us friends in the first place. So from there, they started brainstorming ways to bring laughter back into their lives, like watching comedy specials, playing a game, going on a road trip, doing things that they'd never done before, planning a trip, just ways to bring laughter. If you try to think back to what made us first fall in love. Uh, Then they say build in structure and accountability. Even with the best intentions, you need some sort of structure. So They say that one of the suggestions is having a weekly, quote, state of the union meeting with your partner, which is actually what a couple's couple's relationship therapist that we saw before we got married suggested to us. They said, why don't you guys do like Sunday check-ins where you just say like, how are you feeling? Like, is there anything you want to talk about? Because it can be hard to bring up those things. Like if things are really good with your partner, you're like, oh, I don't want to bring up something that like bothered me this week. Or, but then if you're in a fight, that's an even worse time to bring it up. So yeah. if you have a space to talk about things, like a weekly check-in, that can be a really safe space to do that. So what they suggest is asking, what did you appreciate about our relationship this week? How did I make you feel loved this week? What do you need more of this week? I love those questions. Oh, I like that. Except I would flip the last use that you start and end on a positive. I think that's a great, that's a great suggestion. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So 
So I don't know. I think I'm going to try to incorporate these a little bit. Yeah. I I would – I mean, I think it's good. I think sometimes people avoid that last one because they're like, oh, but this will start a fight. But uh, I, I think it can lead to productive conversations. And practice too. makes perfect. Yeah. You kind of have to like, just start doing it and you'll figure out how to communicate these topics with each other. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. I love not having to think about needing to go to the store to get tampons. It's just so nice. Now that I'm a period lady, it was a while where I wasn't a period lady because I was preggers and then I was breastfeeding. I'm back. I am back at it. Me, myself, I've always been a period lady. Yep. Yeah, never went away. But I do have a regular period, so I do appreciate that that um, Lola lets you kind of make your own, personalize your own schedule right. for your products. And you have an irregular one. Irre- uh, uh, irregular, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. That's, that's yeah. helpful. So Some of us like, ladies, you know, it doesn't come every month, and then you're like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. But it's actually just your period being cray naughty. Cray. Uh, so Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable. So you can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, number of boxes and frequency of delivery. Lola subscription is super flexible. So you can change, skip or cancel your subscription at any time. You pick your products. You choose from organic cotton tampons, which are available with BPA free plastic applicator or an environmentally non-applicator format. Uh, They also have pads and liners. They have their all-natural cleansing wipes, or you can uh, just add a box of all of them. Just add a box of each. They also have the Sex by Lola line that's available to add on to your subscription. Um, So it's everything is super easy and conveniently delivered to your ideal schedule. In addition to condoms and personal lubricant, Lola now offers cleansing wipes. Um which are really useful. The wipes are biodegradable. So they're um, like an all natural, the first all natural wipe of their kind. Um, And they are gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. It's good to be gynecologist approved, you know? Yeah. You should be like, if it's something that's touching your vagina, you want a gynecologist to say that's okay. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, most products that I brought up to my gynecologist, they're like, don't use that. Don't put that (laughs) near you. It's like, Hmm. why are they selling this then? It's true. That's what I ask about most things. It's like, why are they selling this toxic stuff? Anyways, for 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter single 30 when you subscribe. That's single S-I-N-G-L-E and then the number is three zero. That's 30% off your first month subscription. Visit mylola.com and enter single 30 when you subscribe. We would like to give a shout out to Sakara Life, the 100% plant-based, organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery service. They specialize in fresh, organic, perfectly portioned meals delivered to your home or office so that you can get back to feeling really, really good again. I am a huge Sakara Life fan, devotee. I'm part of the Sakara Life circle like cult, I guess you could say. <laughs> I like oh. live, breathe, and eat Sakara Life. I eat their bars. I do their little water droplets that are have like, I don't know, algae and like stuff that's like good for beauty. I eat their beauty bars and their energy bars. I'm just obsessed with Sakara Life. I have their meal delivery service. I get it for breakfast. I get it for lunch. It's so easy. I'm I'm just obsessed. I actually reached out to them and asked them how I can be more 
involved and like can I work with them with the podcast because I just love them so much. You have, as they say, drank the Kool-Aid. You've drank the plant-based Kool-Aid. I feel better. My skin is better. My hair is better. I have more energy. I don't get cystic acne anymore, which I attribute to a lot of things, but eating clean is one of them. I have a family that is animal activists, so I don't eat any meat or or chicken. My sister you know, gives me shit because I eat fish, but I tell her, I'm like, Molly, this is like technically a vegan food delivery service that I use and like I get them for most meals. So I'm like 90% of the time vegan. I eat fish sometimes, but like my Sakari life, it's like I don't think of it as like a vegan delivery service because the food is so freaking good. Um, let me tell you about some of the food, Angela. Okay, tell me. Um, breakfast, this is what I'm having uh, coming up. Banana bread in the morning. Mm. Uh, Sakara superfood mac and cheese. It's like not real cheese, but like it tastes like real cheese. It's so freaking good. A yoga bunny breakfast, which is like this delicious muffin with some fruit on the side. Empress rice, which is like a fried rice, but it's not really fried, but it tastes just as good as if you got fried rice. Then the next day I'm having their granola with like this fancy almond milk that they put all this extra yummy good stuff. Then I'm having like a grilled cheese with rustic tomato soup. But, you know, like I said, it's not real cheese it's like everything you eat has good ingredients in it it's like all good stuff for you I feel like I'm eating vitamins that's what it's like (laughs) then I'm having chia coconut protein waffles and then for dinner I'm having their instant glow carrot soup with a protein plate I like I'm like eating and drinking vitamins and and like vegetables and it's like so good I can't even explain how what a positive impact this had in my life I love that you love this so much. This is amazing. Okay, tell us, tell our listeners a little bit more about it. So here's here's some info. They say they have life-changing nutrition. The meals and products are backed by cutting-edge nutrition science and traditional healing wisdom to give your body what it needs to thrive. They have ingredients you can trust. So to ensure peak nutrition, freshness, freshness and deliciousness. They source all of their ingredients from trusted suppliers and organic farms that use healthy, sustainable agriculture practices. Chef crafted for pure joy. They have classically trained chefs, inspired global flavors. The meals and products are crafted with love and care to provide one of the most important nutrients of all, pleasure. So if you guys want to try them out, try them out for a week. I have noticed a huge change in my overall well-being and health. Uh, and we're hooking it up 20% off. You use code XOLaura. That's like XO like. That's how I sign my emails. Like XO. <laughs> I know. I'm like a teenager. Like, I don't know. No, it's friendly. I don't know. It's cheesy, but now it's just second nature. Anyway, XOLaura and you'll get 20% off of Sakara Life. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay. First up, we have a question from our listener, Sam. Sam writes, I am 33, got out of a long-term relationship a year and a half ago, took some time off to work on myself and have been online dating for the past year. At first, I was just casually dating and I guess you could say I was having fun but have been ready to be serious again with someone. Right now, I am talking with someone who has been divorced for five years and still aspires to and believes in marriage and having kids, both of which I am definitely seeking. We both have a commonality of being strong in our faith. However, he did tell me, I guess because it is a deal breaker for others, that he is not a virgin, but he is waiting um, till marriage to have sex. A part of me is like, no way. And the other part doesn't, it doesn't, 
entirely turn me off, but I am someone who likes intimacy. And when in a relationship, I have a high sex drive and would really want to find out the sexual chemistry before I would get married to someone. Now this is now this is very premature because we've only been on one date, but I also don't want to waste either of our time if it is something that I cannot handle. What is your advice? Okay, so my first question is when he says he wants to wait until sex to have marriage, is he talking about like the Bill Clinton definition of sex? Like penetrating a penis into the vagina is like the only thing that constitutes sex because as we know, that's not what people consider sex anymore. Right. Sex means like a lot of different things and and you it know, really does. We hear these statistics. every person. Absolutely. And we hear these statistics like oh, young people aren't having as much sex, but young people I hate saying like young people as if I'm not one of them, but uh, <laughs> fellow young people, fellow young people, they're, they're like, uh, no dude, like you just, uh, you know, uh, we have like, we're still very intimate. Like we like might get like naked and just like grab each other. Right? And like, right. and like that is just essential to us. So I would just like to like get his, what his definition means. Does he mean that he like only wants to kiss you? Does he not want to get naked? You know, not to get too technical, but I, when you're saying that you want to know somebody's sexual chemistry before you get married, I totally agree and think that's very important as at least, I mean, marriage can look like a lot of different things, but for me, I think sexual chemistry is a, is a big part of it. And if you don't have that and you're not fulfilled in that part of your life and it's important to you, which it sounds like it is, like you need, you need to make sure you have that sexual chemistry. But if you like getting naked and you're doing like oral sex and you're touching each other and you're like humping, like, I don't know, you could get like a pretty good sense of yeah. like, um, our, you know, do our pheromones work and do our like bodies move in the same rhythm? Right. Without, can he give you an orgasm? Can he give you an orgasm? Like without his penis actually going in, you could still be kind of like, like not to be graphic, like a nasty graphic novel, but like he <laughs> but could yeah. still he could still be like humping you with like his penis just <laughs> on top of you. You could pretty much know what it's gonna be like without actually penetrating. You know, right. th- that's all I'm saying. I agree. I don't know. Is what you're the one that wrote back to her. Well, what did did you say anything remotely so, like what I said? Um, I actually uh, I didn't write back to her yet. I oh, okay. just made some notes for myself. But t- my thing was like reading this email. If I was dating this guy, because she wants to know, like, is it a deal breaker? Should I just not, like, not even pursue it? And to me, like, as long as you don't have like an ideological difference. Like if I was dating him, it wouldn't even be the sex thing for me. It would be like the idea behind, like the fact that he's doing it for religious reasons would be a turnoff for me just because I'm not a religious person. And that means that he's really religious. For sure. It would be for me too. Yeah. But you mentioned in your email, right, that you share a faith. Exactly. So I think like that's the bigger hurdle personally. So if you're like on board with that, uh, it should be okay. Like, I think it's worth pursuing and seeing what happens. And then, yeah, the second question is, well, what will he do with you Yeah, sexually? So let us know. I think you need to talk to him a little bit, a little more. Um, but yeah, it's only been one date. Go out with him a few more times, see how it goes. And then when you feel comfortable, talk to him about this. Uh, he, yeah. he, it's clearly like he brought this up already. So... Right. You know, he has yeah, to he be, put it up on the first date. So, so he's down to talk about he it. He has to be open to like a few more questions. Yeah, you you're you're allowed to have follow-up questions. That's a big one. All right. What else we got in the mailbox? Uh okay, next one is from an anonymous listener and they write, um, my first everything, serious relationship and first and only person I've slept with, and I have been recycling the same relationship about five times now, a total of four years. 
I'm 23 and he's 25. The first time he absolutely broke my heart out of the blue and said it got too hard since he was in grad school. The next time it got too hard for him again. He was really great at first on the third time, but I finally ended it because his efforts yet again proved to be the same. He never wanted to be with just me. He always preferred friends. I had to say I love you first, and his reply was, I didn't plan on saying that until I get married. Okay, that's just fucking weird. I've heard other people... I don't... I never call... I don't really call... I'm so... I think, at least, I'm a very open-minded person that relationships can look like anything, uh, like marriages can look like anything, like there shouldn't be rules, but like waiting till you're married to say I love you, I think that's fucking weird, and like you have some emotional issues you need to work through. I'm just going to say that, and I don't think I've ever said that about (laughs) anybody on the podcast, like I don't, I, I think like very few people are are weird but like saying you won't say I love you and you're like emotionally withholding from somebody like I don't know what went wrong well with the, what, that's fucked up I think the problem with it is it shows like a level of immaturity because do you really think that something about the way you feel about that person is going to change once you get married like if you don't love also, them before marriage and all of a sudden you just switch on the marriage button and you're like so no I love you weird you ha- you have to not even know what love is like yeah also like what is marriage marriage is two people who say they love each other agreeing that they want to be with each other for the rest of their life and have a government contract to that that says it that that's like what you know marriage is so you're not even saying she should not want to marry somebody that won't say i love you she should not want to be with this guy also we've done studies or we've read articles about studies on this podcast before that shows that relationships that you know, break up, get back together, break up, get back together are pretty much not going to work out because every iteration of that relationship is worse than the one before Mm -hmm. it. So the breakup and getting back together, you've done this five times in four years. You know, that means your relationship by the fifth go around is like so much more toxic than it was the first time. I mean, this guy is no good. He sucks. He's got like emotional issues. He's, he needs to work through. Like, I don't know. Did his parents not tell him that they loved him? I actually, I hate that as a guest because now I'm a parent and I hope that like, if my child, like, I hope they're not like, Oh, I bet it was the parents. Right. (laughs) I I hate, I hate blaming things on the parents, but I think that I love you thing is just too weird. There's gotta be like some psychological issues happening. Like, no, this person shouldn't want to marry someone that doesn't love them. You shouldn't want to marry him. Forget him. Not saying he wants to marry you till he loves you. This guy sucks. Uh, I agree. And there's more to her email, but it's pretty much, more the same she says okay but so he said he didn't want to say I love you till I get married but she says he finally did start saying it on the third try <laughs> so she like oh, kind of God. had to like force him into it um he would never go to church with me unless he had just upset me and felt he owed it to me he knew church was important to me and we were both raised catholic he keeps sending me letters telling me I'm the only one he will ever love and it's confused me as I am trying to really move on after all this hurt and mess. All right. Some of his friends run into me and tell me they know we will end up together. Uh, and no, they they're miss not. me. I mean, I'm sure they think that. That doesn't mean they have their best, your best interest in heart. They but must anyway, she not. Says, Any yeah. advice would be great. So they must not know how, what a shit person he is and like how toxic he is. He's like messing with their heads, you know, and like, oh, I love you. You're the only person for me. But like, like, oh, I don't know. It's, like, really hard to, 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 like, love you. And, like, for me to tell you I love you is such a hard thing for me to do. Right. And this he also – he already dumped you twice because he felt that the work that he was putting into the relationship was too hard. Um, and it sounds like he was hardly doing the bare minimum. <laughs> so – 
Uh, you're I, not going to end up with this guy. Like, yeah. you have any self-respect. And and you're only 23. You've, you've already wasted four years with this guy. Like, I think, like, oh, man. The, the future looks bright for you. I know You're that it's hard. someone else. I know that it's hard because he was like your first everything, but like, you know, it's only going to go up from here. I hope. Agreed. Agreed. If you listeners have any questions that you want answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Uh, please be concise, a paragraph or less. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is religion and dating. So Laura and I are actually both in interfaith relationships, but we've been pretty upfront before in the podcast that religion isn't really important to us or our partners. So we're not like great examples. For I mean, that, at my like, wedding, value those things. True. I, at my wedding, I like stepped on the glass. I'm Jewish. Nick, or I was raised Jewish. Nick was raised Catholic. He if anything, like I'm a little more Jewish than he is Catholic. He is very anti-Catholic. Like his that tends to happen. Well, like the priest at his church was like a pedophile. Like it didn't happen. Like right, right. Like he didn't have experience. With he that, didn't have but. experience with that. But like, if that doesn't turn you off from like religion, I don't know what will. You know, yeah. Like, and then the, the like having having up. a priest talk about like you know like morality. What meanwhile like being a pedophile. Same, uh, same thing at my church for the record. Uh, so it. But regardless, I think even if that hadn't happened, like organized religion is just like not for Nick. And for me, I like the traditional values, but the more and more I like, you know, do some soul searching and think like, do do I need Rilo to have a bar mitzvah <laughs> and like force him to go to Sunday yeah. school like I hated doing to like learn what? I don't really know. Like, yeah, the some tradition, the traditions are nice. The friends are nice. But like, I'm very anti-circumcision. I'm like any religion that like cuts off a piece of someone's dick and call and like claims that it's for religion. I just can't get behind. So yeah. <laughs> on that note, I, I respect people that are religious and right. I, and I'm a very like whatever works for you type of person. As and, long as it's not hurting other people. And there's but study after st- Yes. As long <laughs> as it's not hurting other people. But study after study have showed like, you know, people that are religious, like, like, they they have a sense of community and like they they you know they can find like happiness in that community and so it it, it is it's like a it's a built-in community yeah. so it brings a lot of people joy and so i i do i get it and i understand it and you know i used to have passover at my house and you know you've been to my passover mm-hmm. i it's like so special having like 20 jewish people around the table and we're all singing these songs in hebrew that i haven't sang in like 15 years and we all know it and i just feel this like nostalgic and joy rush over my body and it like there's a lot of things that bring me happy about my religion but at the end of the day i i more believe in like at the energy of the universe sure. <laughs> and um i'm not I'm not an organized religion lady. The way it works for Ian and I is um, we both are very into like the traditions and like any opportunity to spend time with family, like holidays and stuff. But for both of us, we've just like removed any ideology from those things. Like it's kind of like how Thanksgiving is a non-religious holiday. I mean, Thanksgiving have, has its own Thanksgiving is stuff. so problematic. It's about but, like the slaughter of an entire group of right. people. But it's an example of like removing <laughs> the meaning behind it and then just having like uh, a reason to get together with your family and celebrate. So we're, that's why how we're able to do Christmas and Hanukkah and Passover and Easter and whatever, like, cause for us, they aren't religious things. They're just like 
traditions that we have with our families. So we seamlessly incorporate both into our lives. I could not agree more with you for Thanksgiving. I can't actually focus on like the historical events because it is so upsetting to me. I just have to focus on Thanksgiving. It's about giving thanks and gratitude. And I look at that as a gratitude holiday. And then for Christmas and Hanukkah, I those are really the only ones I celebrate. We don't really do Easter and I don't I haven't really done Passover in a bit, but I would just for the the friendship part. But yeah, Christmas and Hanukkah to me it's purely fun family time. And that's it. There is no like people right. being reborn from the dead, whatever it <laughs> so is. So all that said, <laughs> for people that it is important to, <laughs> obviously Laura and I are godless heathens, but for people that it is important to, you know, we get a lot of emails and we want to respect that and discuss the issue. So I, I know I'm sure I, I probably just offended a lot of people well, speaking my like, but these are my personal views. These are our truths. And I don't, I'm not putting them on any, I hope I'm not, I'm not putting them on anybody. Right. The same as we wouldn't want someone else to put them, put their views on. Us. Right. Exactly. That's um, what, yes. That's, don't knock on my door with a Bible <laughs> and I will not um, make you watch Bill Maher. There you go. Oh, well, please don't make Ugh, me watch yeah, he's Bill Maher up. either. Yeah. I don't watch Bill Maher actually. Okay. I don't know why that came up. I just knew that like. Uh, he was the he first has, person like, that's like documentary about yeah religion about like about like why religion's bullshit yeah that was why his he came out but he's he's also got a lot of issues see it's so he, hard to find something he hit on me when i was like 21 i was mm, so taken back i went up to, i went up to him at a party i was really excited i was like oh my god it's bill maher my parents watch bill maher <laughs> and uh and i was like oh hi uh granted i'm gonna preface this by saying the party was at the Playboy Mansion. This is when I lived in LA. But I was like, I think I was covering it for like a magazine or something. Like I was right. there for a reason. I wasn't there like naked in the grotto. Sure. I was like fully clothed and was just like thinking this was like a cool, cool that I got to see the house. I was anyways. And I, I went up to him. He was at the bar and I was like, oh, hi, Bill Maher. Like my parents love your show. And I bet he loves And he was that. like, what's your name? Ew. And like, get, and like, can I get you a drink? And like, it was like, so I was so, I just remember my eyes got like glazed over, like with confusion. And then I was like, oh, um, no, I'm good. Just wanted to tell you, like my parents like show and I ran away. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he gave me like this creep man anyway. Yeah. And he didn't but, do anything like I'm not this isn't like a me too thing. He was like he was like it was like a res- you just got a bad vibe. It was like a respectful ish hitting on me. It's just that I was so much younger than him that I was just so so shocked by by oh you're hitting on me. This is crazy. <laughs> and you I'm are the Playboy man. You're so old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well Back to the religious thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so I think something to be aware of when you first start dating somebody, if, if you're dating somebody outside your religion and that, and you get nervous about that, like ask yourself, um, is it that you have an issue with your partner not sharing your beliefs or are you worried about how your like family and friends are going to react? Because that's like an important first thing to suss out because if it's not actually your issue and it's a fear that like your family aren't going to be happy like that is something to be dealt with but I also think that if your family really cares about you they're not going to like completely shun you from their lives yeah dating outside your religion so and like if they were willing to do that like is are those people you want in your life no yeah and just respect other people's values and traditions and 
and like try to participate and be a part of them unless it's going against like something you strongly disagree with. But like I love celebrating Christmas. I I love participating in the traditions of Nick's family and Nick participates when we would do Passover with my Jewish friends. Also, sometimes there's benefits, at least, you know, for our Jewish and like Catholic Christian Mormon couple, (laughs) because uh, I I just remember really early on in our relationship, Nick kind of like had this like light bulb moment where he goes, you're Jewish. And I was like, yeah, you know this. And he was like, that means you can come home with me for Christmas. And he was so happy about that because it meant that like he, we didn't decide between my family or his family. I could go home for Christmas for his family. So that, that is like a nice bonus. Is that That is one of the best things is we, we always, we never have to fight over holidays. I I really do endorse that as a perk (laughs) Um, in terms of like family acceptance. When, when Ian and and I first started dating, I do know that like, uh, his mom was a little bit like she's not Jewish. Yeah. Like, didn't love that is idea. The word? The sh- I was, I'm a shiksa. She was, she was hesitant about the shiksa. Um, so like, you know, that was like a little scary for me going into it. But I think once I met his family and started spending time with them, and they saw our relationship and how we treated each other, what ultimately became more important to them was like that their son was dating a nice person who cared about him. Um, And I think that that's true for a lot of families, as long as you can like prove yourself. And like they saw that I was like a family oriented person. Like I was going to be around them and, and not want to like go off and do other things. And I was down to like participate in like Passover and and young poor and everything. Like just because I'm not Jewish doesn't mean like that I'm not going to go and be respectful. So like they saw that and that was important to them. And ultimately you know, we're all one big happy family now, which is great. I also look at it as, let's say you, there's like 10 values that you want or, or categories that you want checked off in a partner. Uh, you're not going to get all of them. You, you know, some are going to be more important than others there, but there was a point where I kind of wanted to date somebody Jewish. Like, I don't know, maybe it was at a part point in my life where I was like a little more nostalgic for like having those traditions and like secretly kind of thinking oh my my parents would be excited about it there's a reason there's j-swipe exactly like my family's not super religious but you know my 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 mom like did work at a temple for a little bit and and I, I think they would you know they they would they would have loved it you know the they're obsessed with Nick and like they love Nick but but then I think you know if if the guy you meet or the woman you meet or the person you meet checks off nine other categories and, and religion's not the one, like you can work it through. But if like, let's, you know, don't just date someone cause they're, you know, oh, but they're Jewish, but like they're kind of like a shitty person that is like rude to waitresses and like isn't supportive of my career, right. you know? So like at the end of the day, you just have to kind of remind yourself like religion might not end up being the, the thing that you, that, that you get mm-hmm. and can you work through with that and how can you? Right. I think, yeah. What's ultimately more important is like, like, like I feel like family-wise, Ian and I have very similar families, even though they're, like, different religions. And, like, they're able to, like, mesh well culturally. And, like, they're from different social classes, different religions. But, like, they have, like, sort of the same, like, family values. And, like, that's important. Like, I think you have to, like, look at those things. Like, the, the more specifics of, of your values and not necessarily, like, what you label them. 
Absolutely. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. At the end of the day, all that really matters is love. And if things work out, you'll also get to have a wedding that combines your two different cultures, which can be a beautiful, fun thing. Laura had that. I'm going to have that. So it's exciting. We're going to brush up on different religious, uh, religion, sorry, different religions' wedding traditions in a game we call I Do and You Do Too. Okay. So I'm going to name a tradition and then you have to guess the religion. Great. Okay. Uh, the ceremony will focus on meditation and moments of silence. Buddhism. Which, oh, very good, Laura. You know yes. I love my yogis. Yeah. If there is one religion that I think I would like subscribe to, if, if I knew, you know, I think it'd be like Buddhism. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That's, that's, what, what was Madonna into? Kabbalah? Kabbalah. I don't that? know enough about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Bride and groom sign a marriage contract, which includes a mihar, a formal statement specifying... Jewish. Judaism. No, but Wait. I, isn't it beautiful? See, there's overlap among religions. What? I thought this was like... Wait. So this is actually Muslim, but I know wow. Jews also have the uh, ketubah that they That's sign. That's what I thought it was. But no, that different religions all have the marriage contract. See, but that's in, so beautiful. I know. There's because ultimately we're not all that different. We're not guys. all that different. Um, but in the in the Muslim religion, the contract that you sign actually specifies a monetary amount that the groom will give to the bride. Oh fuck that! And like in modern times, uh, it's just kind of like symbolic. Like it could be like a dollar or whatever. But I whatever I do like that she's getting a little something. <laughs> Normally, I feel like in, back in the olden days, it's like a oh yeah, the didn't bride's the, family didn't the bride's family, family have to pay? Like, it's like take, thanks for taking our daughter, take her away. Let me pay you to take her. That's so. True. I, I like the reverse at least. Um, Feels okay. a little prostitutiony, but a little, uh, but on the, but it's yeah maybe. <laughs> All right, what else we got? <laughs> okay, uh, the bride circles the groom either three or seven times under a huppah. Judaism. Yes. And so some people believe I didn't Sorry, know this. I shouldn't have said prostitute. It's like sex work. That sounds a little like sex workery. <laughs> right. But it's not. It's, it's just not. Uh, I'm sure there's like some symbolism behind it. Okay. Which I don't know. But I, I did write down the symbolism because I didn't know this with the circling with the with the under the huppa for the Judaism. Yeah. Which we're not doing in our wedding ceremony. By the no, way. we didn't do that either. But uh, apparently the symbolism behind it is it's to create a magical wall to protect you from evil spirits, temptation, and the glances of other women. Also, please, in like Judaism sometimes, I think actually maybe they do this with, I think I have been to some Catholic weddings that do this, where you drink the wine, Um, sips of wine. That's like part of Catholic mass. Please don't do that because I, I, as your bridesmaid, don't want you getting wine on your dress. Um, There will be none of that. So okay, no worries. I mean, there might be wine drunk throughout the reception. Fine. It will be white wine. I just can't have you spilling <laughs> wine on your dress before you even get to the reception. No, no. Like, I, I won't allow it. If I did that, I would, like, have you ladies hold up a bib or something. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, ceremony includes a gospel homily, consecration, and communion. Catholic? Yes. Very good. And the wine. Wasn't the even wine a, is part of that. Wasn't even a religious studies major over here. And look at this. You're nailing it. All right. Two more to go. Wedding ceremonies must avoid any traditions with pagan origins. Okay. So anti-paganism? Yeah. Who hates the witches? Everyone? They all do. Who hates them Christianity? the Christianity? 
I mean, close. It's, I guess it's like under the umbrella of it's Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, okay. because you know Jehovah's Witnesses uh, don't like celebrate Halloween because of the pagan stuff. Oh, see, it, I didn't get that right. That was generous of you. Uh, you, you. I mean, it's like under the umbrella. Okay, final one. A day before the wedding, the bride's hands and feet are adorned with henna during a Mendy ceremony. Um, uh, so my friends that got married in India did this, but yes. but the religion would be Hindu. Hindu. <laughs> Hindu. Okay. You, you kind yes. of like started to say it. Um, uh, yeah. Hindu, but also Muslim apparently. Oh, okay. So yeah. I went to the most beautiful, like our friend Arshna. Yeah. Yeah. She, and we got to get henna too on our hands, which was fun. I know. Indian ceremonies are the coolest, especially because I like that they are multiple days typically, or at least two days because, you know, it's like a lot of buildup to a wedding yeah. and then it's over so quickly. Like I like separating it into multiple ceremonies. I also love that I got to wear a sari, you know? Yes, they're beautiful. They're so beautiful. Um, you did good on the game. Thank you. Thanks well for done. coming up with the game. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisisbyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>